to the Grow with Scott podcast. In today's show, I'll be talking about starting an indoor garden. But first, a shout out to our sponsors, the Shutter Seed Company, Michigan Bread and Grown. Get your seeds today at www.shutterseedco.com. And with no further ado, let's start the show. Hi, welcome to the show, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about grow spaces and starting your indoor grow and all the things you're going to need equipment wise to basically start your indoor grow. Uh, The first thing you need to ask yourself is where do I want to set up this indoor grow? Um, Am I going to set it up in a spare bedroom I may have? Are you going to set it up in perhaps the basement? Uh, Are you going to set it up in an attic? Are you in a smaller apartment and only have room for a little tent that you're going to put maybe in your bedroom? Um, All these things you need to ask yourself before uh, starting your grow. Um, Now that you've decided that, hey, I'm either going to grow one in a basement, which is going to be a little bit cooler, um, probably more moist, especially here in Michigan, we have uh, really cold winters and really hot summers. Um, It makes sense to grow in a basement, perhaps maybe in the summer, uh, keeps it a little cooler. Um, In the winter, it may get a little too cold. You may have to supplement with a little bit of heat. Um, If you are growing in, say, the attic, you have to remember um, attics tend to hold a lot of heat in the summer. So you're constantly going to be battling the heat Uh, in the winter. Um, you have to worry about big bare patches on your roof where the snow has melted off and leaves it wide open to your entire neighborhood to let them see that, hey, this guy has a grow space up in his attic. You also have to remember you're going to be carting around perhaps soil. Um, You're definitely going to be needing to Um, get a water supply to um, your grow in general, whether it's in a basement or anywhere. So that's a thing you have to remember is, can you get water easily to this grow space? Um, One of the first things you need to look to once you have possibly found your space is, do I have enough electrical outlets? Do you have enough electrical outlets for your needs you're going to be running fans because you need to circulate air you're going to be running lights Um, you may be running pumps if you're doing hydroponics Uh, you're definitely going to be running maybe a humidifier or a dehumidifier you could be running just environmental monitoring devices Um, there's plenty of things that you're going to need to be running power Um, And some of these things take quite a bit of ampage. So you got to be careful and make sure you have enough electrical outlets. Um, Keep in mind, you will be working with water. So that's another thing with dealing with your electrical needs. Another thing to keep in mind when choosing your grow space is the fact that you may need to be removing air 
from your gross space and distributing it elsewhere. Um, so that's another thing you may want to keep in mind because you may want to run ducting uh, with big inline fans. It's up to you. It depends on how big you decide to grow um, or how little. Um, through this entire series, uh, I hope to be giving you as much of the basic in and out as I can of uh, doing indoor cultivation. Um, so say you have your space picked. Uh, just for time's sake, we're going to say you decided to go with a 5x5 five five tent that you're going to put perhaps in your spare bedroom. And um, I'm going to give you some of your basic uh, equipment needs you're going to need. Of course, I'm going to start with um, timers. Um, of course, your lights run on timers. Um, you may want your humidifiers or dehumidifiers running on timers. Perhaps you want um, just your inline fans running on timers. Um, you, uh, like I said, definitely need timers. Um, get timers that are um, a little bit higher ampage, say like a 20 amp or higher, um, because some of these electrical devices that you will be using will um, require quite a bit of ampage. And um, another thing is, um, if you do get the um, uh, more cheaper timers, perhaps like the, um, I don't want to say it, but like the Walmart timers that you get for like five, 10, 15 bucks. Um, those will work on some things, especially like your, your pumps and stuff. But keep in mind, if you run them with like a higher wattage light, perhaps like a, a, a HPS, a thousand watt HPS uh, light, that that's takes uh, quite a bit of power to run that and um, those timers could get hot and they could melt or just uh, catch fire or just just blow on you and just um, ruin your entire growth situation and we don't want that so um, the higher ampage higher wattage things make sure you get a better timer you can get them at any of your local grow stores or if you are in Prohibition land, you can hit the uh, big box stores, Big Blue and Big Orange, and you know who I'm talking about. We'll, uh, we'll just keep it at that. Um, so you're going to need, we're going to start with, since we've talked about timers a little bit, your basic timers. Um, now we're going to move into a little bit of lighting. Now we're going to talk about lighting. Let's start with HPS lighting or high pressure sodium. High pressure sodium. Um, these lights uh, tend to produce uh, quite a bit of infrared heat. So keep that in mind if you choose to go with an HPS light, um, which is um, was common for quite a while. Um, they do produce um, a good amount of light. It is uh, inefficient light because it it it, it um, throws light out in all directions, and you only need the light to shine down. So you you need these high pressure sodium 
lights to be underneath a hood, a reflective hood. And these all come together usually in kits if you decide to get these. Um, an HPS uh, light um, tends to have a higher red spectrum. Um, with the red spectrum is used usually for the um, flowering effects it has. Um, like I said, keep in mind these do produce quite a bit of heat. Um, so if you are in, say, a 5x5 tent and you're running a 1000 rot HPS light, um, you will be uh, bringing that temperature of the temp up uh, maybe 10 degrees even, and if, especially if you do not have proper ventilation which we'll get into that in a little bit here too. Um, another light you may want to go with is a HID light or a metal halide light. Um, this is normally used in the veg stage. It has a higher blue spectrum. Um, it does run hot also. It does produce heat. Um, you will get that um, infrared heat. So keep in mind... Um, that your plants will need to be a couple of feet um, below. The canopy needs to be a couple of feet below the light, or you could risk the chance of burning your plants. Just like humans, you and I, if we get too much sunlight or get out into too hot of light or tan too long in the tanner, um, we will uh, burn our skin. Plants are exactly the same. They will do that also if they receive too much hot infrared light they will get burnt and we don't want that we we, we want good good healthy plants so um the next is um i'll just say led we'll go with some led lights uh i have uh recently uh the past two or three harvests have um used um this uh led lights um, LED lights produce uh, way, way, way less heat <laughs> compared to the HPS and the HID lights. It's been a big adjustment from HPS and HID to the uh, LEDs uh, simply because of I was used to getting all that extra infrared heat. And now that I'm not getting all that infrared heat, um, my grow was set up to um, um, take care of that because uh, where my grow was, um, when it reached winter time, um, the HPS would supplement the heating in my room. So therefore, I had to run less heating during the on cycle of my lights, either in my HID or my HPS lights. But these LEDs, they do produce some infrared heat slightly from the drivers that are running the um, LED itself, um, which it, but it's very, very little and it's, it's, you don't notice it. It was not enough to change uh, the temperature, the ambient temperature in the room at all for me. So that took some getting used to. Um, since I am in Michigan and we do have super cold winters, um, I think I am going to switch out um, my, uh, great LEDs that I love, um, I'm going to switch them out to the HPS lights, 
um, just for the uh, coldest part of winter, just to supplement that heat a little. Um, like I said, I'm loving the LED lights. I'm having uh, phenomenal outcomes. Uh, I am using um, HLG um, right now, uh, and they are by far the best lighting company I have used thus far. Um, but it, 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 all the other brands also seem to produce great outcomes. You know, I've seen many people grow, grow, um, phenomenal, phenomenal crops with, um, the, um, less expensive, uh, LEDs out there like these, uh, spider farmer and, and brands like that. Um, yeah, so LEDs I found were amazing, amazing. They've come a long way. Um, if you are in perhaps a commercial environment, you're going to want to look to maybe a Gavita or something like that. Um, those are super high output. You put them very high up. Um, but they can become very costly to run where these LEDs now, these new LEDs, they're super efficient. Um, the, the, uh, price wise, um, on your monthly bill from the electric use is, is way, way less than the HPSs I'm finding out and the HIDs. So economically, uh, you may pay a few more dollars for the LEDs, um, they last a very long time and the uh, energy consumption is uh, a lot less, which is great, especially nowadays with uh, energy costs as high as they are. And um, let's see, we've uh, done lighting, we've done um, your growth space. Um, now you're going to need fans. Let's talk a little bit about the fans. Um, say you've dedicated an entire room, you're going to need um, circulating uh, fans. You need air to move around your gross space. You cannot have stagnant air. Just like you and I, we, we don't like to be sitting in like a stagnant room with just crappy stagnant air. We like um, a nice, perhaps like breeze. We don't want, we don't want to be hit in the face with a ton of wind neither do your plants. Uh, we would like to be just, just a nice gentle warm breeze, you know, just pretty like you're sitting on a beach somewhere and a, just a nice gentle breeze blowing in, um, circulating that air around. Uh, we don't want the stagnant air. You also want perhaps a, um, inline fan also to expel, um, the air out of the room. Um, you're going to also want that. So um, you definitely want airflow in and out of the room and just in general in the room alone. Um, you could simply use a wall-mounted oscillating fan. Um, if you are running a, a bigger room, like say you have a spare bedroom, you want to place them on the wall perhaps every six to eight feet. I would say, um, and uh, mount mount them on the wall just just for a gentle breeze around the room. Now, if you're growing in, say, like a five by five tent, um, you're going to want perhaps a smaller 
um, oscillating fan. And um, AC Infinity, I know, make uh, an incredible product. Uh, they have great oscillating fans. They have great inline fans. They have um, great grow tents in general. So you could uh, easily get... Um, an AC Infinity like whole hookup. They got like the whole kit. You could get tents, uh, lights, the whole nine yards. Um, I'm going to try to keep having links to these in the descriptions in the show notes. Hopefully I get them in there in time so you can easily um, check these products out for yourself online. Um, yeah, you definitely need a good airflow and fans in the room. We we don't want stagnant air. So so make sure you get the proper fans for your room. Um, let's talk a little bit about these inline fans. Um, these inline fans are are great for expelling the the air out of your grow space. You may have uh, too much humidity in your room and you don't want to run your dehumidifier because it, it's bringing too much heat into the room at that time. Um, you can simply just um, turn on your fan and expel that out of the room. Um, you might be worried, well, I'm expelling this, this air out of the room and it um, has an awful skunk smell and I don't want that perhaps permeating through the neighborhood or just through my house in general. Um, so I suggest using a carbon filter. They have many, many options, many sizes, depending on the size of your grow. Um, definitely uh, use a carbon filter. Um, you will be pulling the air from the grow room through this carbon filter and expelling it out of the room. This will um, keep keep the smell to a bare minimum, um, which is, is great because you don't, like I said, you don't want the whole neighborhood knowing what you necessarily got going on in your room. Or you're in an apartment and you don't want your neighbor to, to smell it through the wall or through, through the hallway or, or what have you. Um, these carbon filters are excellent and they do the job. Um, in order to run these carbon filters, you're going to need uh, some flex ducting to, to uh, run through your grow space and out of your room. So keep that in mind too. You'll have to get that. Like I said, um, they have kits. Uh, you can just jump on Amazon. They got kits uh, grow kits for these and they all pretty much come with all the same things um, like I said I love the AC Infinity they got top-notch products but if if you ain't got the big bucks to spend which is understandable because I I sure don't um, you can just get on Amazon and and check that out too because they have very very good um, affordable products on there also um, now that we have talked about carbon filters and your flex ducting um, let's talk about pots. You're going to need pots to run your plants in. Um, there's all kinds of pot sizes. Um, you can get the three gallons, five gallons, seven gallons, nine, ten. You know, they make all different size pots. Um, when I'm doing an indoor grow, I like to use either a three, a five, or a seven gallon, depending on how much height and size I have in my grow room. 
Um, if I am running, say, a smaller 2x4 tent that you're just going to do maybe one, maybe two plants in, I would do perhaps a, a three-gallon pot. Or um, if you're running perhaps bigger and you have more space, I suggest using five to seven. Now remember, you're going to be filling these, uh, uh, these pots with your growing median. So um, this is going to take up space and it, it's, it, it may get heavy. So keep that in mind if you're going to be changing uh, grow spaces or have a separate room for veg and a separate room for flower. Um, they have uh, many options of pots nowadays. They have the traditional plastic um, where your roots will um, circulate round and round because they have nowhere to go until they finally reach the end and just keep circulating around. Um, you can get the fabric pots um, which allow the air pruning of the roots. Um, it allows your your roots to fan out more. Um, uh, it does enable them to perhaps pick up more nutrients um, out of your soil or your soilless base um, depending on what you go with. Uh, upside to uh, plastic is it is going to probably hold water a little bit better because there's nowhere for it to escape but the few holes in the bottom. Um, so when you're watering um, it's 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 easier to cover the entire plant. Uh, if you are using the fabric pots, um, keep in mind when you're watering, um, they, they could leak out the sides as you're watering. So you may have to water a little slower. Um, with the air pruning, I have noticed that the soil does dry out quicker with the fabric pots which is not necessarily bad if you're looking to hit them with a lot of nutrients so keep that in mind also okay now that we talked a little bit about the pots you'll need um let's talk about uh trellis netting or bamboo stakes are you going to go with bamboo stakes to stake up your plants when they become a little taller or are you going to um, set up a trellis net to net them uh, and do perhaps a sea of green. That's all. Uh, we'll talk more about that in further episodes, but um, uh, you, you need to decide eventually as to whether you'll do trellis or bamboo. Um, next thing you need to do is you've got your carbon filter you got your flex ducting you got your lights you've decided your space you got your pots you got your trellis nets or bamboo stakes now we need to decide uh am i going to do a living soil am i going to do a soilless uh hydroponic base uh organic uh or am i going to do a super super soil blend like a, a, a fox farm or uh, my one of my favorites is uh, Detroit water only um, uh, uh, Tommy over there has a uh, an incredible product uh, it uh, like he says uh, you just add water and uh, you can grow a plant simply just by adding water he has everything made in this super soil um, I 
it, it does not run hot at all. I've never had a problem from seedlings all the way to flower with the Detroit water only. So if you are a new grower, I suggest using this. Uh, or, uh, <coughs> pardon me, Ocean Forest is another. Um, are you going to uh, go hydro or uh, use a soilless base like a coco coir or peat moss? Uh, keep in mind, uh, you will need to use uh, fertilizers with these. Um, you could use perhaps a rock of wool or the uh, grodan blocks. Um, like I said, all these uh, require uh, fertilizer because uh, unlike a living soil or the, the super soil blends, um, these products do not have any kind of nitrogen or phosphates or any of the products, your MPK, that you need to properly grow plants. So that's another thing. Um, if you decide to do hydro, you will need fertilizers. And with fertilizers come many, many, many choices. There are plenty of brands to go with there's powdered there's liquid there's uh some brands have 10 parts some brands have two parts some are single some you know you put uh, part a with part b during this time for two weeks you know each each fertilizer has its own little scheme going on but in the end all these fertilizers will perhaps work um, I do suggest not necessarily blasting them with the um, full dosage of it all. You know, start low and work your way up. See how the plants respond. See how they act. Um, uh, the plants will tell you if you are giving them too much or too little. If you're seeing yellowing leaves, uh, they're hungry. If you're seeing your leaves brown up and curl, um, you're giving them too much probably. Um, the next thing you need to decide now that you've decided the type of soil or soilless base or hydro, whatever you're going to go with, um, now you need to decide um, what you're going to grow, like what brand you're going to grow. Um, like this is a cannabis co uh, podcast, so we are definitely growing cannabis here. And, um, and our sponsor of the show, of course, is... The Shutter Seed Company, and they have phenomenal genetics, and um, so you can simply go to www.shutterseedco.com, uh, pick yourself out a pack of seeds, uh, three, six, twelve, nine, how, however many packs of seeds, however many seeds you would like, um, pick these up and. Um, order them they will be sent discreetly to your home um, and from there you should have uh, all your basic needs of the ins and outs of getting your grow space started so uh, this has been a great episode I'd like to sign out by saying my life is dope and I do dope shit